Welcome to this bonus episode of the Olive Podcast. Each week we ask our favourite chefs, cookie writers and characters from the food scene to reveal their top three cooking cheats, hacks and shortcuts to help make your time in the kitchen truly effortless. So I'm back with Karan Gokhani and he's going to give us his top three cooking tips. What have you got for us? The first one has to be curry leaves, something I use so often. And honestly, the only ingredient that if you don't have, you're probably going to be left um, in a difficult spot with the book. Otherwise, we'll help you substitute most other things. So fresh curry leaves are absolutely essential in any recipe that calls for them. I've always said the best thing to do with dried curry leaves is chuck them into the bin because they taste nothing like the fresh stuff. And if you do find yourself getting fresh, the fresh stuff, it can be very expensive in the West. Back in India, it's a weed that grows on the side of your streets. Most houses have one growing inside. Even flats have one. Um, uh, apartments have one growing inside in a little pot. So you just go off and pick it fresh. I've got two plants at home here in London. Yeah. Um, but if you can't find that or you're not growing it, Buy some whenever you can freeze them. Now, they might change color and go black and gnarly, but it's still much, much nicer using that compared to using the dried stuff. Yeah. I mean, don't, don't use the dried stuff at Just all. Don't, don't bother. So curry leaves are very important. Mm -hmm. The other thing I'd say about curry leaves is use the stalks. Oh, okay. They're so expensive. The stalks have tons of flavor in them. Just chuck them in cook with them and then fish them out later on or just leave them in there. It doesn't make a difference. Anyone who gets them in their plate will know what went in and be able to fish it out himself yeah. or herself. So that's my little tidbit on curry leaves. Cool. That's a great one. Um, and what about number two? Again, something else I want to talk about is kotu roti. One of my absolute favorite dishes, especially after a big night out in Sri Lanka. It's akin to the late night kebab in, the, in England. You're out after a big night, you want to eat something that's really satisfying, that soaks up all the alcohol. In Sri Lanka, it's a kotu roti. But the best bit is you'd eat this happily early in the morning as well or in the afternoon. Now, what is it? It's a chopped up roti mixed up with some curry sauce, spring onions, eggs, some greens in there, all quickly mashed up, chopped up, not mashed up, on a hot plate and then served. You could add some cheese on top, but it's amazingly, amazingly addictive. Think about horfan or pad thai noodles. It's almost that texture. The roti chopped up, cooked on a hot plate, gives you that same lovely, delicious noodle-like texture. A quick way of doing this at home is if you had some frozen rotis, you can buy them in most stores, most ethnic stores, and you had some leftover curry. Now, don't use a tikka masala for this, but use more the southern-style coconut-based curries, not very creamy, but a spicier, richer curries from South India or something you've cooked from the Hopper's book. You can chop up the roti, mix it up with the curry, crack an egg in there, some spring onions, use some fresh grated carrot and some chopped up cabbage. Toss it all up. Don't overcook it because you don't want it to get all mushy, but cook it on a high heat in a wok really quick and serve it up. And I promise you, it's a meal you won't forget. <laughs> I love that. And what about number three? My third one is asafoetida, the magic resin. Now, think about this as the MSG or the real secret behind some incredible vegetarian curries, but it does not only need to be used in vegetarian food. I grew up in India and there were communities that didn't eat garlic or onion and still managed to create delicious, delicious food using asafoetida. This is sold in little tubs 
and it's almost like a garlic powder or onion powder and has a very, very strong flavor. People often see it and have no idea what to do with it. But you fry literally a pinch of it in some fat and then add the rest of your ingredients and it's got this amazing background flavor. It's almost like that, like the way garlic granules or onion granules Mm -hmm. can highlight a barbecue rub or a sauce. Um, In the same way, Asafoetida just creates this amazing background magic. And it's not a flavor you want to identify in itself, but it just brings everything together and has elevates all of it um, in a way that nothing else can. So I always recommend recipes that have it. You should try and find it, and it will last for a long, long time. I've now seen it stocked at Waitrose in their cook's ingredient section, and I was very, very happy to see it there. But I know other stores have it as well. Yeah, that's a great one for people to go out and try. Thanks for those, Karen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Olive Podcast. For recipes and more information, head to olivemagazine.com. And don't forget to subscribe at iTunes, Acast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.